This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey guys, it's Laura and Angela. We are about to start this week's podcast, but first we want to thank our sponsor, AdamandEve.com. Adam and Eve is where Angela and I get all of our sexy stuff, either for a night alone or a night with a partner. Or partners, if you might want sure, to do that. Sure, depending on how your weekend looks. Oh, hey, girl, hey. hey. Guys, go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time only, you will get 50% off just about any item. And when you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs plus a free mystery gift. And to top it all off, they will even throw in free shipping on your entire order. Go to adamandeve.com, come and use our code SINGLE at checkout. That's S-I-N-G-L-E at adamandeve.com. If you want that huge hookup of anything sexy you want, they've got toys, lube, lingerie, all kinds of fun stuff. Use our code SINGLE at adamandeve.com. Now yeah. let's start the show. This is why you're single. 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 Welcome to the This Is Why You're Single podcast. I'm Laura Lane. And I'm Angela Sparrow. We are the co-writers of the book, This Is Why You're Single. Every week we highlight a different dating topic. This week's episode is Dealing with your booze ex. Yeah, that's right. Not your ex, someone else's ex. Sometimes you got to deal right. with them too. Your booze. Also on the lineup, we're talking about what's new in dating news, why you should think twice before putting that you smoke weed on your dating profile, and what happens when you break up and you share a pet. Oh, then we're diving into the mailbox to answer your listener questions, including one listener who isn't sure how to handle the guy she was dating in her friend circle going back to his ex. And another who is struggling to get over the third date. They just keep breaking up with her after date number three. It's hard. That's happened to me many times. Yeah, me too. But first, Angela, it's just you and I this week. What's going on in your week? Oh my God. So, hi. I feel like it's been a while. So, hi. It's been a while since it's just you and I. It does feel like we need like another like bonding catch up. Yeah, it's good to check in. It's good to check in when there's another person in the mix. It's just a different dynamic. Um, so what's going on with me is I realized that, um, as I'm getting older, I'm like approaching 30 gross, but excuse me, speak for yourself. But um, why is that gross? I mean, I just only really in, in actuality, it's not because of what I'm going to tell you about, because I feel like my social skills are sharpening. Actually, you have to be careful when you say gross, when you're with someone that's older than you. I'm just talking about. I'm, I'm sorry. Let me clarify I'm my 32. own perception of my impending age. It's like about me. It's like you're great. That's like when my is great. Th- that's like when my really skinny friends are like, "Oh, I feel fat," and I'm like, "You must think I'm obese because I clearly am not as skinny as you." And you're complaining about being fat. You have to be careful with that kind of stuff. I don't think you're an old hag. Okay, thank you. That's okay. all I needed you to say. <laughs> so anyway, as I'm getting older, so like you know, everybody like freaks out about turning into their mom. Um, and I'm like starting to notice a little like mom like things about myself. Uh, one of them being like, I don't know about you, but my mom just talks to everyone. Like when we would go out, like it would be hard to leave places because she just talks to everyone. So uh, I went to like this event with my friends the other night and we all like just started talking to these like people that were promoting an app. And like usually those are the people that you run far away from. You're like, oh my God, like I don't want to buy what part you're of selling. Your, your app, yeah. But we were like, sure, let's chat about your app. Um, and But it wound up really working out because we wound up setting up my one single friend with one of the people in that crew. Well, there you go. So I was like, wow, there's really something to like getting older and just like not giving a hoot. And being a chatty <laughs> Kathy. Being a chatty Kathy. I, I chalk it up to like two different things. I think one, like you get older and like your bullshit meter is like more on point. So you're like, you can sense like a threat and you're like, okay, you're like a not threatening person. I can, I'll talk to you I'll for a while. It. I'll be nicer to you. And then the other one is just that like me and a lot of my other friends are like settled down with significant others so it's less about like looking over that person's shoulder like looking for the single guys we're just like kind of open to talking to more different kinds of people and turns out that led to finding a single person for my single friend so i don't know i'm just saying talk to people i'm on board with your psychoanalyst your analyzation <laughs> of yourself of like Thank why you. you've become more of a chatty kathy because it makes a lot of sense yeah 
Um, so I, that was just a quick story. That's just like a little pep talk for you guys. <laughs> no, I like that. Well, ball. maybe it's also like kind of a, a good note for people to, you know, don't always be on the defense if there's no reason to be defensive. Like be open to just chatting with more people. I do think it probably helps being in a relationship because you're not like in the back of your head. You're not like, oh, I'm God, I'm not interested in this person. How am I going to let them down? You're like, oh, I already have my out. I'm in a relationship. Right. You know, so you don't feel threatened as much yeah like, the stakes are just way lower the stakes are lower you're like ah don't you know if they do eventually say like oh i want to buy you a drink you're like you can but just so you know well, i'm i'm in a relationship so like i'd feel kind of bad wasting your money like that's happened right. before yeah i think you always have to once you get like midway through a conversation you're like okay i, I have to start thinking about how i'm gonna delicately drop uh like uh, my boyfriend in here i know because then if you go too long without dropping it and then they ask and you're like oh no i have a boyfriend i thought you just like liked me as a human <laughs> then then they're like i'm like you know, like at some point i'm like i feel bad that i'm wasting 40 minutes of your time at the bar you know right yeah yeah and, and i think at that, this, this hasn't been as much of an issue now that i'm pregnant but <laughs> <laughs> yeah for me though yeah like it's not always obvious and i was talking about the podcast at this particular event so i think the one guy i was talking to kind of got his hopes up he was like oh you host a podcast about dating what is it called this is why you're single and you're like yeah my, it's really cool because i talk all about my boyfriend and my and our sex life and he doesn't care Bam, that's how you drop in boyfriend. Yeah, well, it's I can also never tell when somebody is hitting on me, but um, when I got halfway through the conversation and I like mentioned the boyfriend and he was like, wait, wait, you, you host a podcast about being single. You're not single? And I was like, oh, you were interested. That's nice. No, no, I'm not single. <laughs> You're like, but thanks, I feel good now. <laughs> yeah, thank you. You've served your purpose. Goodbye. Um, so anyway, that's my week. How, what are you up to? What are you doing? Well, I'm back from my hatchlorette. Oh yeah. How was that? It was beyond all expectations. So a few episodes ago, I talked, I think I did it in our news segment because I did write a news story about how I was throwing a hatchlorette. For those that don't know what a hatchlorette is, because I came up with it and I coined (laughs) the term. It's a bachelorette plus hatching a baby equals hatchlorette. I wrote it for this website called pure wow and it got picked up a bunch of places brides magazine did a thing about it it was on like yahoo some random radio station was talking about hatchlorettes um because that's people you know there's a lot of talk about bonding with your significant other your husband your partner whoever before you have the baby and going on a baby moon and but there's not enough talk about bonding with your community of women and to be honest bridal showers don't count they weren't cutting it for me there's not very much like bonding and like celebration happening it's more like you know i mean a little bit of celebration but it's like opening up presents eating cupcakes and like maybe play a couple cheesy games but you're not like really going there with your friends you're not like really cementing that bond with your like community of women who i think i'm gonna need more than ever when i have a baby yeah not on like a wedding i feel like showers you're like kind of like you're busy like hosting you're not really like getting to sit down and like actually catch up with your friends a hundred percent so you know, you could still have a baby shower and a hatchlorette. Just that's a great example that you just or a great point you just made mm-hmm. was like you can have a bridal shower and you're still going to have your bachelorette party. So I really wanted to have my, my hatchlorette. And uh, Angela, let me tell you a little thing that happened on day one, a few hours into the hatchlorette. Uh, what happened? A stork landed on the roof of the hatch mansion that I had rented on Airbnb. If that's not like a sign from the baby gods that like hatchlorettes are the best idea ever, I don't know what is. A actual stork. Granted, it did not have my swaddled baby in its mouth, but <laughs> but then then where was your baby? It lost it. <laughs> it lost my baby. An actual stork landed on the hatch mansion. I have since showed it to many people that were skeptical of whether I can tell the difference between like a stork and a pigeon. Well, yeah, I don't know <laughs> if I would know offhand what a stork looks like. Yeah, I didn't. The, the girls did. And then I went out. I was like, yeah, that looks pretty stork like. And I've since showed the picture to people that are, you know, more informed. <laughs> stork experts. that are more informed on the stork experts and bird watchers and they're like nope that's most deaf a stork and uh the stork landed on the roof and then promptly puked (laughs) that's a good thing that's well they say that like when you get pooped on by a bird it's good luck so maybe vomit is the same yeah i'm like maybe he vomited up my baby or i was thinking like you know maybe somebody else maybe another one of the women at the hatchlorette were were pregnant and this was like the sign but i i don't know tbd (laughs) 
TBD. Wow. Had you ever seen a stork before no. that day? Oh my God. So the first time in your life <laughs> that you saw a stork. I think so. Was that your hatchlerette? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. That's um, insane. But besides that, the hatchlerette was just the most beautiful weekend. People went above and beyond. They they brought these like really cute organic cotton onesies with pet, you know markers that were safe for babies that we could draw on. So now I have all of these like decorated onesies Aww. for the baby. Um, we did like candle making one night where we we like made candles that had hatchlerette labels on them. Uh, there was a pool. There was a movie theater. It was all baby themed. So we we watched what to expect when you're expecting. And surprisingly, I mean, I was crying while watching that just because I'm an emotional lady <laughs> while I'm pregnant, but the single ladies were crying too. And it's really a, it's a funny movie. Yeah. Maybe I should check it out. I think they were crying when, um, Jennifer Lopez adopted her baby <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> They're like, it's so beautiful. Wait, tell me about the flower circle that you did. Cause I saw the pictures and I was like, this looks like some Laura shit. I know. I knew <laughs> that you were going to look at those pictures and be like the, this is too woo-woo for me. I'm so glad I well, didn't. Well, it, it, photo- it photographed beautifully. <laughs> it was... Act- so I, I didn't know... I mean, not all the girls are like into like, you know, woo-woo stuff. And I'm like more, you know, I'm like open to it. But uh, we hired a private yoga instructor to come to do like relaxing yoga for one of the afternoons because that's one of the things that I recommend doing on a hatchlerette. Right. And she said like, hey, maybe afterwards, do you want to do something called a flower mandala ceremony? And I was like... Don't know what that is. Yes, I <laughs> love those. Love those. <laughs> yes. Yes to the flower mandala ceremony. Um, her name is Megan Morris from Amba Yoga. A little shout out. So uh, it this was actually probably, I'm glad you brought this up. It was probably the highlight of the Hatcherette because really? I was so focused on, I wanted the Hatcherette to be just as fun as my bachelorette party, you know, even though like. I'm sober. You know, some of the girls were drinking like wine and rosé by the pool. And I was very much like, yeah, bring booze if you want to drink. And I just wanted it to be really fun, like pool games, like laying out, like yoga. We had like a braid bar um, with Be Glammed, which is a really cool service. But anyways, so we had all the, the fun. The fun was covered. And, and you know, we had all the arts and crafts and the movies and the flower mandala ceremony was like the last thing that I expected to bring me to absolute tears. So what it was, was she took some, she gave everybody in a circle after yoga, wildflowers. And, and then she made like kind of like a cross in the middle. And she said, everyone can go one by one. You could say a word, you could say a sentence, you could say whatever you want to, you know, baby rad and Laura. Oh, I and love then, that. And then you put, put, you know, take your flowers. You can either put the whole flower, you can, break apart the petals into the into the middle of uh of the cross which will eventually create like a beautiful circle like a mandala of of beautiful flowers and the first within like the first 10 seconds of someone talking about about me and my baby and and nick and us and our like love story and now having a baby and continue our family and our friendship it, it would kind of you know everybody talked about different things i just started like tears were falling I know that I'm gonna cry just thinking about it. That's amazing. It I like that. So that was like special. A nice personal touch. It was such a nice personal touch that was so unexpected. It was like, you know, wedding speeches are like more either like they're either like a hot mess or they're or they're <laughs> funny, you know. But like, I very. I mean, sometimes I'll cry during a wedding, but like very rarely. I'm just like hoping that they don't go hot. This was like this is what wedding speeches I feel like are like supposed to be, right? You know. Um, but well, I, I also think like you kind of once you hear one wedding speech, you kind of heard them all. Yeah. But like I would be really interested to hear like I would not know what people were going to say when they, if they were prompted with like say something about my expected baby. Yeah. And it was so beautiful. And, and sh- I had her videotape it. So I have it was oh, like nice. 14 minutes, the whole thing. And I showed it to Nick, who, you know. Nick is like not into my woo woo stuff. If I was like, Hey Nick, want to do like meditation or like a flower mandala ceremony? He would be like, yeah, no, not for me. And when I was like, do you want to watch the video from my flower mandala ceremony? He was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) And then afterwards I feel like he had tears in his eyes and he looked at me and he goes, that was so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that with me. And it was like the sweetest moment. I feel like of the whole hatchlorette. So my advice to anyone throwing a hatchlorette is, Make sure you've got all the fun covered. Make sure you have plenty of food and, you know, 
and and games and all of that stuff. But but it was really nice, including um, a sentimental touch. Yeah, like and a nice little intimate moment. Yeah. So that yeah. was that was what all those really cool pictures were from. It was actually like a genuinely beautiful moment. Well, that's super cool. I feel like you need to write a book about hatcherettes. Can that be your next book? Like how to plan your hatcherette? Does it deserve a whole book yet? Kind of. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to try to write you another. You jam-packed a lot into that one weekend. I did. I'm going to try to uh, write another article about like post-hatcherette of, you know, technically it was the inaugural hatcherette. There was a lot of pressure to make this good. It sounds like you nailed it. There was a stork. There was a stork. There were tears. I feel like there celebrities are going to do this now, but they're going to like hire storks. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. For sure. I was like, I, you know, I don't know if you can summon a stork to your hatchlerette, but, you know, there are other ways you can still have <laughs> have fun. So, so yeah, my hatchlerette was great. And, and I genuinely feel like it was, a, you know, I was feeling like a little isolated. A lot of these friends, I don't, I don't necessarily talk to them every day or even every week. I feel like it it really did serve its purpose of like bonding me with my friends from all walks of life. So yeah, not cool. to be too cheesy, but yeah. it was really nice. Angela. Yeah. Mazel tov. Thank you. <laughs> but we get to bond here on the podcast, which is nice. That's true. I don't have a flower, but just know that my thoughts are there. I know. I know baby rat will love Auntie Anne. <laughs> all right. It is time for us to jump into what's in the news. What have you been reading about in the news? Okay, so good old reliable Mashable. They had a story from Laura Vito that said, if you're over 25, you probably shouldn't admit that you smoke weed in your dating profile, which, mm, duh. I think a little bit of duh. Yeah, because like, if I was single and I was looking through dating profiles, I and I saw that someone like smokes weed, I, I would... I would just pass and I it it does feel weird why because it, you know a lot of my friends smoke weed like I wouldn't care if Nick smokes weed but putting in your dating <laughs> profile it almost like signifies that this is an extremely important aspect of your life exactly like more important than anything else but what was her reasons so they actually don't get into the reasons they just have the numbers so like Hinge we know the dating app Hinge they collected their data and they found that um for users under 25 that put that they smoke weed in their profile, they actually, on average, there's a 10% increase in likes if That's you're hilarious. under 25. Um, which, it's like, I'm a rebel. I'm 22 and I smoke weed. Exactly. And they're like, yeah, I like that. Yeah, um, I'm so freaking cool. Next, they need to run the numbers on like vaping and juuling, which <laughs> I just discovered the, sens- the, the trend of juuling. Oh, be- what is that? It's like a form of vaping that all high school, it's like the size of like, um, uh, what do you call it? Like a USB port. Like they're like oh. these little tiny things and they think they're really cool like I'm smoking them. So glad you told me about this so that I don't like sound out of the loop. Yeah, when this I is talk what the, the kids teens. are doing. This are is what the kids are doing. Good to know. Um, but yeah, so for under 25, they're into it. For uh, 25 and older, if you say that you smoke weed in your profile, the result it results in a 25% decrease in likes and that number jumps to a 35% decrease for users that are over 40. This, this seems so... So obvious, but yet not. So I, I love the stats on this. That it's literally, I love that they break it down to like, yeah, if you're like a young teenager, like, you know, someone under 25, like, cool. Like, people think it's cool. You're kind of like, I don't know, rebel's not the right word, but you know what I mean. And then, yeah, if you're supposed to be like a professional person who, that's the thing, who's like, would, you know, potentially have graduated uh, grad school by that age. Like, get your shit together. You don't need to be bragging about that you smoke weed. Right. Like, if if you're older, you would just have more to lose by putting that information out there, I guess. So it raises an eyebrow if you're like, hmm, what kind of job do you have if you're like super into weed culture on your dating profile? And why is it so important to you that 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 of all the things you've done by the time you're 25, you should potentially have more things to talk about that are more exactly you should be a more maybe well-rounded person with more interests at that by the time you're 25 like a more cultured person that has other interesting things besides just weed that 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 should take precedent yeah for me that's exactly it too yeah i think like obviously they're not saying people over 25 don't smoke weed they're not saying people over 40 don't smoke weed they're just saying that they prioritize other things over that when they're looking for a potential match um, yeah, and you should just have more interesting things about yourself and like 
scoring dank weed. (laughs) (laughs) But hey, if you're under 25, go crazy. I love this. I love that they broke down the numbers and it, it makes so much logical sense. Yeah, but they do they do sum it up at the end. They talk to a dating expert named Julie Spira and she, no relation. And <laughs> she said uh, that you should always be truthful. So like if it is a huge part of your life, then then do put it out there because you're going to want to like connect with somebody that that is cool with that. Yeah, maybe if you write for a weed magazine sure. or host a weed podcast or if you literally do nothing but smoke weed <laughs> maybe you want to talk about yeah. it uh, very cool mm-hmm. yeah what are you reading about i'm reading our favorite cosmo sexy this is an article that i think i was like tearing up as i was reading it what it's like to share a pet and then break up oh my god and you know sambo is my child our child this is written by our girl julia pugachevsky my favorite P- last name. Pugachevsk. Pugachevsk. My favorite last name to say. Um, Sh- oh, what were you going to say? I was just going to say this is very sad. I've never gone through this, but I have friends that went through it. And I miss like the the friend, the ex's dog. I, and I was just a friend. Uh, Samo had a friend, a dog friend. Oh, no. Named, named Daisy. Was it Daisy? I think it was Daisy. And it was like a couple of ours. And we would like sometimes hang out with Daisy. The couple broke up. And I remember like the guy would sometimes get like visitation rights, you know, and and we'd be like, we'd see him with Daisy. And then like slowly and slowly, like the girlfriend was like, okay, like no more visitation rights. And now like he doesn't ever see the dog. So sad. But this is what she writes. She says, getting a dog as a couple can be a really exciting moment in a relationship. You get to go to on dog park dates. You have a third couch cuddling companion and a semi-legitimate excuse for canceling plans last minute. Life couldn't be better. But if you break up, Giving up or keeping your beloved dog only fuels more heartbreak. So she interviewed some women about breaking up with a pet. And I just, I feel like I was thinking we could read some of these stories because it really, I felt like they were all so kind of like heartbreakingly beautiful. <laughs> and they kind of highlighted like different aspects of breaking up with a pet, which, you know, before we were married was like, I mean, obviously I didn't want to lose Nick because I was like <laughs> madly in love with him and and obsessed with him and saw a life with him. But as also, I remember being like scared. Like I, I didn't think about this when we got Sam, we got her maybe, maybe a year into living with each other. But I was like, Oh my God. I remember thinking like, if we break up, like that would be fucking horrible. Well, some people do like, you know, joint custody of pets, which is really hard to maintain. I think so hard to maintain, especially if you're trying to move on and you're trying to have like some kind of like, some separation yeah 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 you can't because you know you and i are both like a big advocate of of you need time and like complete cut off of like social media like don't stay in touch with the person no text like you gotta you can't do that if you right are or you're like you know coordinating drop-offs with friends or something which becomes a whole elaborate thing and i feel like at that point then somebody gives in and is like okay you just keep the dog yeah All right, so I'm going to read the first one you want to read, and then you read the next one. Okay. Okay, This is from Ashley. She says, my ex and I had gotten a golden retriever together shortly after deciding to move in together. Sadly, things started to go south fairly quickly after that. The breakup wasn't necessarily delayed because of the dog, but totally cutting the cord was made a bit more difficult because of her. We ended up sharing custody of her for about a year and a half after the breakup. And Angela, this is... This is like, when we talk about sharing custody, this is like the weirdest custody I've ever heard of. Uh-oh. She would spend three to four months with my ex and then three to four months with me. Isn't That's that- actually probably easier though. Probably easier on them, but like the dog's like, what What the fuck? Well, I, if I were the other person, I'd be like, oh my God, the dog's like definitely going to forget who I am yeah. in four months. <laughs> That's the weird. I've heard of like week to week. Anyways, she says it was definitely hard doing the pickups and drop offs at first, but it got easier with time. We both love our pup and neither one of us wanted to keep her from the other because of that. My ex eventually ended up moving to his new place that was not dog friendly. So I got full custody of her at that point. It gets tough with an older dog who starts having more regular health issues uh, and dealing with all the stress. But I still make sure to send my ex a Facebook message from our pup each year on his birthday just so he knows if he ever wants to see her, that door is always open. Oh, my God. I feel like these people are like a little bit mature. And like the fact that she's like, yeah, they're very mature. They're going to like she's still sending her ex a picture of the dog on his birthday is is pretty nice. And and they, they seem like a pretty irrational about the situation. But yeah, but, oh, heartbreaking. 
All right, what's the next one we got? Okay, this one is from Nicole, who is 31 years old. She wrote, um, my ex and I had been together for about six years and had just purchased a house. So the logical next step was to get a puppy so it can destroy the house. No, I added that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just know from experience, guys. Um, we adopted a rambunctious husky, misc- husky mix, and you could say it was less than smooth sailing. Turns out we had a lot of deeper issues than who was going to clean up after a puppy. So about four months into having the dog, we broke up and I moved out. At that time, I was moving back to my parents so I couldn't take her with me, which was heartbreaking. One time, my ex decided to tell me that the dog would stare out (laughs) her bedroom door that led upstairs and would cry because she was waiting for me to come down and I never did. Oh my God. Why would he tell her that? No, maybe he wanted her to get back with him. I don't know. That's like, like, you're breaking our dog's heart. When Nick tells me when I'm on like vacation for a week and Nick's watching our dog and he tells me like, Sam, you know, it was waiting for you by the door. Like that makes me feel good because I we're still together and, right. and I'm going to come back in a week. I'm like, Sam still loves me. She cares that I'm gone. Or like Sam does this thing where uh, she wakes Nick up at like 6, 6.30 in the morning when only when I'm gone where if we're together in the bed and I'm home, she lets us sleep in to basically to when we wake to one of us wakes up, which could be like 9.30 or 10. But for whatever reason, when I'm gone, she gets him up at six or six thirty, and my belief, or what I've convinced myself, is that she's like, "Hurry up, Dad! We gotta wake up and search for Mom." <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that could be true. You think? I hope so. Yeah. Uh, sorry. So go. So go ahead with. Uh, Nicole's story. Okay, so Nicole says, we tried the occasional co-parenting joint custody thing, but since I still had feelings, I would jump at the chance way more than I should have to come over mm, and watch her when he worked late, or I'd take her on the weekends when he had plans. A lot of the time involved being back at my old house, which had way too many memories for me to handle emotionally. After about six months, I decided to cut off contact with him completely, ending that part of my life and ultimately the connection with our dog this is so sad one of the hardest things for me was seeing life move on after uh uh, move on over social media other girls in his life claiming it was their dog oh (gasps) i would kill them oh my god oh no oh so heartbreaking all right should we read one more sad story (laughs) this is great let's get nice and depressed (laughs) let's get super depressed okay this is from sarah 32 My ex and I had two lab mixes together, both of whom I kept after we divorced. Their well-being was something I considered and really felt wrecked over for a long time, thinking about how much they would miss him. There was still some discussion of maybe trying to split up the dogs and do a his and her situation, but I ended up feeling really strongly that the dogs needed to stay together, which is is nice because that would be hard on the dogs to separate them from their BFF. Uh, She says it's actually written into our divorce agreement that he has the right of first refusal, meaning that at any point, if I were to need to get rid of the dogs, I am legally obligated to ask him to adopt them first before I can give them to anyone else. A few months ago, after I broke up with my post-divorce boyfriend, another moment of, oh my God, my poor dogs are dadless again. My ex-husband texted me asking if he could have our dogs or one of them at least. I said something along the lines of, I'm keeping both of the dogs, but thanks for checking. (laughs) And he basically responded with a, roger that. My dogs are my children. It would be awful to be without them. I would never, ever give them up. Wow. Still so hard. I love that he's like, all right, I'm just going to try again. Uh, yeah. Hey, can I have one of the dogs? Hey, how's it going? Can I have the dog? <laughs> and she's like, no. And he's like, cool, 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 cool. Roger, <laughs> roger that. Aww. Oh, man. Yeah, man. that's hard. Yeah, I guess the moral of, of this these stories are, you know, really wait to get a dog until you're pretty sure this is the person you're going to be with for at least... 15 years is that how long dogs live yeah that's a good bet (laughs) depending on the size of the dog yeah you know Uh, you know if you if you You don't don't think you'll be together as long get a bigger dog yeah you don't you don't even have to stay together forever to get a dog just make sure you're gonna be together for as long as the dog's alive because uh the splitting up with a dog seems goddamn awful yeah uh ian and i like i said we have that friend that broke up that the girlfriend had a dog and we really really liked the dog a lot but we weren't so crazy about the girlfriend and (laughs) she like they broke up and she like still wanted to hang out with us and we were like well 
we really want to see that dog. <laughs> so, if, if you could bring I the feel dog. That pain. So yeah, we're like considering like hanging out just to spend time with the dog. Oh, that's nice. That's nice of you. Uh, all right. It is time for us to jump into our mailbox. But first, let's take a quick break to thank some of our sponsors. We would like to thank our sponsor, Omaha Steaks. Guys, Father's Day is just around the corner. Are you trying to find the perfect gift for Father's Day? You probably never thought about giving your dad steaks, but you can. Yeah, dads love steaks, or a lot of dads do. My dad does. Yeah, my dad is vegan, but I'll tell you whose dad is not vegan. My husband, Nick's dad, he is not vegan because he's from Ohio. And I don't think they have vegans in Ohio. Right. And and the thing is, like, <laughs> a lot of dads, like, their their main cooking move is, like, barbecuing. That's, like, all they can kind of do. But because of that, dads are not that familiar in the grocery store. You know, they get a little lost. So the cool thing about Omaha Steaks is they just send it to your dad. He doesn't have to get confused. Like, what aisle is the meat in? Yeah, they sent you a package, Angela. They did. They sent me a box of meat. <laughs> And what was in the package? Um, I got so much stuff. I got steak. I got burgers. They even sent me little frozen dessert, like puff pastry type things. So I'm set for the summer. My freezer is stocked. I'm going to have so many barbecues. Very cool. And your dad will be thanking you. Yes, he will. So if you guys are interested in getting an Omaha Steak subscription for either yourself or for your dad for Father's Day, Omaha Steaks are super convenient. They deliver hand-trimmed Flash frozen and vacuum sealed meats directly to your door in an Omaha Steaks cooler, so they're not going to go bad while they're waiting for you to come home. They have pork, poultry, veal, lamb, bison, seafood, and veggies, and they have—they're uh, all very high quality cuts with one of a kind flavor. Very cool. And right now, Omaha Steaks is giving a limited time offer to our listeners for Father's Day at a get this, get this, Angela, seventy-eight percent off. Whoa. That's like a very specific percentage. Very specific and very high. Very extremely high at 78% off. This is really an amazing deal. Go to omahasteaks.com, type in single in the search bar, and you can get this Omaha Steaks Father's Day package, which includes two tender filet mignons, two beefy top sirloins, four chicken fried steaks, two boneless pork chops, four all beef Omaha Steak burgers, That's just half of the package. There's more. Four gourmet jumbo franks, 12 ounces of all beef meatballs, one pound of steakhouse fries, four caramel apple tartlets. Those are those tarts Angela was talking about. One Omaha steak seasoning packet plus get four more grill ready Omaha steaks burgers free with purchase. That's if you have a hungry daddy. (laughs) The most insane package. Tell your dad to empty out his freezer because that is insane. Uh, Presumably your dad will be sharing. Your dad will just be like, what the hell? I don't have to go grocery shopping for the rest of the year. This is insane. I mean, it's true. It's all all frozen. So it can last you. I can't believe how many things we just (laughs) named. Again, get this limited time package for only $49.99 when you go to omahasteaks.com, type single in the search bar and add Father's Day package to your cart don't wait this offer ends soon go to omahasteaks.com type single in the search bar grab your dad and fire up the grill we would like to thank our sponsor scentbird a luxury fragrance subscription service choose a new scent every month and this is so fun because you get to really try out a scent for a while not like in those like tiny little test tube things that you get from a department store this is like you really can like Put it in your purse. Try it for a long time. You live with it. You live with the scent. And this is great for someone like me. Like I get very stuck in my routine. Like I find my perfume that I like and I will wear it forever and ever and like never change it. So this has been good. It gets me out of my comfort zone. I'm experimenting. I got a really cool scent called Bergamot. Ooh, that sounds very you. Yeah, it was really fun. Uh, and they have so many different designers. They do. They have over 450 designer brands. That includes Prada, Gucci, Kate Spade, Nest. My perfume that I'm really into right now is called Elisab. Ooh. Um, and you choose your fragrance. You get a new scent every month. And they come in these sleek little travel sprays that last you 30 days or more. I can guarantee that they are very sleek and cute. I'm a very aesthetic person, you know. Mm-hmm. It, and they're really cute. They're like in these like cute little black... Yeah, like velvet pouches. Yeah, they're awesome. Uh, And this is why we use Semper.com. And you guys should check it out too. Visit Semper.com slash single. Use our code single for 50% off. That's only $7.50 for your first month plus free shipping. 
S-C-E-N-T-Bird.com slash single and use our code single for 50% off your first month. Date a perfume before you have to commit to it forever. Just like a man, people. Or a woman. Check it out. Semper.com. All right, Angela, what do we have in the mailbox this week? Okay, first up, we have an anonymous listener. They write, Last year, I became very close to an already good friend of mine who had just broken up with his long-term girlfriend. After months of almost daily hangouts and multiple late-night talks, he brought up the idea of dating. About a month later, I found out he was still talking to his ex, and while I never confronted him about it, that week I didn't hear from him or um, for the first time in months. So not long after that, he was back with his ex. I know we never did anything sexual and I know he doesn't owe me anything, but I feel stupid and it feels like a best friend that I still have uh, have to see all the time ghosted me. Any advice on how to be around him without being weird? None of our friends know this happened and neither does his ex. So I am trying to be the bigger person and not punch him in the face as I wanted to. So instead, I avoid him and consequently. I'm avoiding my friends. Oh, this is hard, uh, especially since it was like the guy's idea and she got like her hopes up and he was like, oh, I want to date you, blah, blah, blah. Oh, actually, never mind. I want to go back to with my ex. Yeah. Um, Which so, was shitty of him. Yeah. It showed a lack of um, foresight. Yeah. I I have some experience in this because I've dated a couple guys who have gone out with me and then quickly gone back with their ex. <laughs> So you ha- do have that knack. I have that knack where they're like, oh, <laughs> it wasn't, maybe it wasn't so bad <laughs> with the other first. <laughs> um, so anyways, I get it. I get how it feels and how it's like super awkward and you're like, oh, okay, well, this was your idea to ask me out. Like you're, you know, what the freak. But this is what I said to her. Honestly, it's going to feel awkward for a bit. And only time will probably help you feel less weird because, you know, that's what really helped me. And while I know you want to punch him in the face, what I've realized over time is he probably wasn't being malicious. You know, he genuinely probably wanted to give things a shot with you. And then and then he realized that he liked you more as a friend, but he didn't really know how to articulate that since it was his idea in the first place to date. And it sucks, but it's good that you're giving yourself some time. And I think it's totally fine that you're kind of like avoiding friends and avoiding him for a little bit because, you know, just give it a couple months or and hopefully the weirdness will go away and honor the awkwardness because it is but just know that like it gets less and less weird over time because now I see these guys and they're they're both like now happily married to those exes and it's totally not weird at all you know right and and the one guy that I the one guy in particular that uh like I I don't see him that much but like he lives in Brooklyn we went on one date and I felt really stupid afterwards when when he I felt like he did kind of like ghost me afterwards and then I like see I remember seeing on social media that he was like on some vacation with his ex I was like oh okay that's why you didn't follow up with like the second and third day oh okay cool cool I feel really stupid and I kind of like avoided him for a bit and like and now I like don't give a shit at all because I, right. I don't feel weird nothing sexual happened with you guys so which is like probably for the best definitely it's not like you know he slept with you once and then went back with his ex like so just honor the weirdness, give it some space, and and it's okay that you're avoiding him and, and your friends for a little bit because you'll get over that pretty soon and, and he'll get over it and this will all be behind you. Right. And if after you give it some time, you still feel weird and you feel like you don't want to see him, then just like reach out to your other friends directly and then hang out, with, like make plans with them and like don't include him. Yeah. You're allowed. Good job. Yeah. Or good idea. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Thanks. What else do we have? Okay. Next up, we have another anonymous listener. They write, I was hoping you could offer some insight into something that's happened to me four or five times in a row recently. I'm a 31-year-old woman in a major city and I go on a lot of dates. I believe I approach them with a pretty good attitude of integrity, intention, fun, and optimism. So here's my problem. Lately, every time I go on two to four dates with a guy I like, he cancels the day of our next date because he says he's decided to be exclusive with someone who he's been seeing just a little bit longer. This is also kind of like you, Laura. 
She's leading men to their next significant other. Oh, thanks. Um, <laughs> so she says, I get this. I support it. We're all looking for love and I deeply appreciate these men's honesty and directness. My question is, is there something besides mere bad luck that might be making this happen to me so many times in a row? Is it a classy way to let me go when there's really something odious about my personality? I believe I go on first dates in a reasonable time frame. And I'm always clear and cheerful about being open to seeing them again and that I'm looking for an exclusive relationship. I also feel like I should emphasize these were great dates and at no point was I pushing a guy too hard or being unavailable or aloof. Any advice or insight? I'm getting lonely over here. Oh, so this is what I would say. There's nothing that I've personally seen talking to women or men that's particularly necessarily red flaggy that would make someone cancel after the third date mark. But there's a few things I would note in this situation. Number one, these guys clearly respect her because most of the time we get emails about dudes ghosting. So this is a great thing because however she's presenting herself, the guys don't want to be a dick to her. They're like, they're like, agree, which is rare, super rare and like very respectful, like she said. And she does say she appreciates it. Another thing I want to know is the third date is really that make or break time when people get a feel for someone. There's a big dating pool in big cities. And for whatever reason, I think she just hasn't met the right guy. And these guys, you know, clearly I think she's presenting herself great. And and that third date is when people are kind of like deciding whether they they potentially like see something going somewhere. And and there's I think there's just like not that that spark. It sounds like she's doing it everything right from what she's told us, not being too pushy or unavailable. Um, I am curious, and I'm wondering if you agree with this, Angela. I'm curious to know how she tells them that she wants to be in an exclusive relationship and like making sure that she doesn't present that in a way that maybe like scares them off somehow, that she wants it to be them like definitely like she right. wants to be exclusive with them. Because I want to make sure that she's remembering that she's also the prize that and that they need to win her over. And that she's not just like, I want to be in an exclusive relationship and I already know that I like you, you know, yes. like they, that she needs to be like, I'm looking for an exclusive relationship. I'm not sure if you're the one and I'm also dating around and like keeping that kind of I am the prize attitude, I feel like would be helpful for her. Yes. And I think like say that and also actually do that. Like these guys are clearly talking to more than one person at once because they were seeing you and seeing this other girl and the other girl went out, whatever. So like maybe you should be doing that too. Like don't put all your eggs in that one basket like when you're talking to more than one person at once you get like less obsessive and you like it's like less of a blow when one doesn't work out mm-hmm. i agree so yeah and i mean Talk we lots of people we t- we did our tmi episode uh i i mean who knows we're not on the dates with her so we're not like listening to every conversation but i don't know like i wonder if she's like maybe telling them some like weird TMI stuff that like it's too early to tell and scaring them off. Like who knows? Like it could be like talking about exes too soon and bringing up all your baggage. It doesn't sound like that's what she's doing, but those are the only like, if I am trying to search for red flaggy things of why people maybe get like weirded out early on, it could be like someone that brings their baggage in up too soon or, or yeah, isn't acting like they're the prize. But it could also just be bad luck. (laughs) It could just be bad luck. And I would honestly take this as a compliment because these guys respect you enough to like to tell you that, hey, I'm, you know, dating someone else and it got more serious, which is like probably like the best reason. Yeah, it would be way worse if they were just disappearing, which happens to a lot of our listeners also in a pattern. So it's, it's not you. Yeah, I feel like they they respect you. You you seem like a classy lady that they want to, you know, they don't want to hurt your feelings. Yeah. So don't put all your eggs in one basket and, you know, don't come on too strong if that's what you're doing. Yeah. And don't be so hard on yourself. Maybe it's not you. Yeah. Uh, If any of you listeners want your questions answered or if you have any funny text messages or messages from an app that you want to share, you can email us at contact at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. Keep it all under a paragraph. So we can, so it's, you know, good length to read on the show. You can also find all of our contact info on our website at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. Now let's dive into our reason of the week. This week's reason is dealing with your booze ex. Yes. So we chose this week's topic because we've gotten a few emails about dealing with significant others ex. And Angela had, and I had a lot of thoughts on, on this because there's, there's many issues here, so we wanted to to talk about them. 
uh, I'll go first. The first one I was going to say is watch out for anger. You don't want to be dating someone that has so much anger and vengeance against their ex. You don't want them to hate their ex and like, you know, wish they were dead because that to me feels very red flaggy. Even if they were, you know, unless they were like cheated on or something horrible happened. But even then, just watch out for anybody that's like super vengeful because even if people that are cheated on, you're like, yeah, that person like wasn't really a good person. I wasn't really treated well, but you know, I hope they figure out their stuff and I wish them for the best because you just don't want, if things don't work out with you two or you guys get in a fight, you just don't want someone that's a vengeful person. True. Yes. Um, I also think like, so if you're in a relationship and you happen to stay friends with your ex, which like kudos to you, you need to be really mindful of your current partner because I think a lot of like people that we hear from like their their boyfriends or their girlfriends like make them feel crazy for like being upset and they're like what we're just friends like it's all in your head but like you need to be mindful of the fact that this is not a typical situation that people are used to dealing with and like you need to let like the dynamic of your friendship with that person maybe shift and evolve and like see them a little less to make your new partner comfortable. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, on the opposite of being vengeful, I also have, you want to watch out for BFF exes. And this is a problem when somebody says like, we're just friends. Like, you know, we still talk. I'm like, I'm still friends with my ex. Like we're in the same circle because I call BS on this. You need to expand your circle and make some new friends. Um, for personal reasons, I call, I call BS on this because like we said earlier, I have, I have dated guys whose ex always just like hung around and swore they were just friends, but I could tell she liked him. They both swore, oh, we're just friends until like one night she bursts in on us hooking up, tries to stop it. They're now married with a child. <laughs> so watch out for, for watch out for, for vent for, for your partners that are vengeful against their exes, but also watch out for ones that claim they're like BFF best friends. Tell them to get some new friends. Yeah, it's true. It's a big wide world out there. Yeah. Um, what do we have for number three? And also watch out for the psycho ex. You need to be careful how you deal with psycho exes, like somebody that calls all the time and wants to probably get back together. Um, Laura dealt with that with Nick. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, I I thought that I was like, very chill but I realized that you know I I have like I guess a little like jealous side a little bit um you know there was like one girl he dated like right before dating me and she was like at his art show early on when we were dating and I remember being like wait you dated her well why is she still coming to to the art show and I just you know I I I realized that I get maybe a little protective so and I guess I just assume they have ulterior motives and they want to yeah. they want to win my man back. Well, the thing is, like boundaries are important in that situation. So like, OK, be friends. But like if you're this person's ex, then you should know, like, don't be like touching up on him, like in front of the new partner or at all at all. You know, like don't yeah. be like huggy, kissy, like, oh, giggling all the time. Like, right. that's not cool. Yeah. Yeah. And just make sure you have a supportive guy who will reassure you and ignore the ex and make sure and you like put out the flame so like when there was someone that was like calling or texting nick like he was very he was like a great partner and that he like always like reassured me so you just need a partner that 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 reassured you Uh, and you touched on this a little bit already but respect your partner's feelings with your exes so for example like with nick he doesn't really get jealous so you know i have like sometimes a cordial respectful relationship with certain people i've dated uh, really only ones that like work in my industry that we're now on like a respectful, friendly basis with. But I have to say like years have passed, like almost right. like, like at least five years passed until we got to that point. Um, and like, n- yeah, years need to pass. On the other hand, I'm not always as, as cool <laughs> as Nick is when it comes to exes. And, uh, and I learned this when I had like a near breakdown when we went to like a wedding where one of his like first loves was at, I like lost my shit. I so remember that you like learn stuff about yourself too. I I thought you that I, I thought that I was like super chill when it comes to like exes, and I learned that I'm I'm not as and cool as a- I'm not as cool as my <laughs> husband is. I'm not as evolved of a human. And like sometimes there is 
totally nothing to be jealous of like in that situation at the the wedding yeah zero zero to be jealous of so you also have to yeah be like really in touch with your own feelings and be like am i overreacting have you had any problems with exes or or like Ian's exes or so your exes? I am super blessed that Ian doesn't have any ex-girlfriends <laughs> <laughs> because I'm crazy. So it really works out well for me. But any person, anytime he talks about like somebody that he even like went on a date with, like he doesn't even remember their name anymore. I still get like that bitch <laughs> so, you're making me feel a lot better when i like lost my shit at the wedding <laughs> but yeah i mean he definitely like i remember he has like a friend that he when he lived in la um that i know that he used to have a crush on so like when i see them together i can get a little like side eye but that's an example of me being like okay I, I recognize that I'm being crazy right now and I'm going to calm down. What about your exes? Is Ian like Nick or because usually this is actually surprising because usually you and Nick have the same attitude about things and Ian and I have the same attitude about things. But uh, but in this situation, you and Nick are polar opposites. Nick is like super confident and chill and doesn't, you know, Right. Feels no threat and doesn't like seem to give a shit. About I think that Ian is actually more like Nick in that situation where he doesn't, he never really asks about my exes. Like it kind of comes up in a roundabout way and just in terms of like, you know, lessons learned from life, but he doesn't ever ask details. Like I don't think he even knows like my exes' names or like even how many there are. You yeah, know, he Nick doesn't know the details. Nick doesn't seem to care. But what's funny is he just, I think it like doesn't occur to him to ask, but then sometimes like, when we're with my friends, they'll like reference something like, oh, like when this happened with Angela and Alex and he'll be like, wait, what? And then he like starts to ask a lot of questions and then I'm like, cool it, bitches. Don't talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> so then he does. So then so, in that situation, does he care? I think he just, he doesn't realize that he's interested and then he's like, okay, give me more information, more information. And then he kind of gets a little weird about it. I wonder if it's because he, in that particular situation, he realizes that, your friends have been around and seen you through multiple relationships where like, he's like, Oh, her friends knew her exes. Like they're like, that would probably be a little weird. For yeah. Him. It, and like, that, that like, you've had like multiple lives that your friends have seen. And he's just like one of those lives. Right. It makes you feel a little interchangeable. I think. Yeah. I, I think maybe in that situation I can, I can like relate or understand why he feels that way. Right. And anytime that he has gotten upset, I like try and, reassure him that like I'm like that I know that this is a cliche but like that was my past I really don't think about it that much like it was so long ago like I'm with you now yeah Nick is really good about like any of the stuff in my past like I, I've been with him now for eight and a half years which is insane uh he really has the attitude of like all every, literally anything that happened to you in your past made you who you are and that's yeah. who I'm with and that's who I love and he's able to like really like look past anything and just kind of like with that lens um i try to do that i'm not as an evolved, evolved of a human he's also like a lot less nosy than i am sometimes i like wish he was a little more nosy like i'll like i'm like i want it i'll tell you anything you right know? um but i'm pretty nosy and i like to know everything <laughs> yeah i know but i do think it's a sign that we're both in pretty healthy relationships that it's clearly not a huge issue for either of us this is true yeah because we get yeah, we get a lot of a lot of emails uh, from people who who are still dealing with their significant others' exes, or especially when they run in the same friend circle. That's usually a a big problem. Yeah, but now it is time for us to get a little more into this in our reason of the week breakdown. Dealing with exes is complicated. What you hope you get is a partner who doesn't have horrible things to say about their ex and can respect that they are a flawed human and that they shared a special time, but you also don't want them to be BFFs with their ex. Some celebrities have aced this dynamic. I am going to read Angela quotes from celebrities talking about their exes, and Angela has to guess who said it. Ooh, okay. I've also added another layer onto this. I'm going to, uh, I've divided them up into sections of good response where the celebrities being like the bigger person, the honest response 
and a really shitty bad response. <laughs> okay. All right. That actually helps because then I'll just think of celebrity couples that are like on bad terms. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Uh, first up, we don't see each other that much. I care about him enorm- enormous. I can never say this word. Enormously. Uh, I'll give you a hint. Um, yeah, I think I need one. <laughs> she played Edie Sedgwick in a movie and oh the, the nan he cheated on her with the nanny the blonde white lady sienna miller sienna miller i'm impressed <laughs> yes she, she got cheated on with the nanny and she still yes. says i care about him enormously mm, i feel like she didn't mean it i don't know i feel <laughs> like she's like a super hippie like chill per- like she was like really hurt but like i don't know i i feel like she's more evolved than me and is like you know, I, I wish the best for him. I don't know. I, I think I, I get that vibe from her. I don't get yeah. like, I don't get a bullshit vibe. You know who, what celebrity divorced couple I like? Kate Beckinsale and her, what's his name? They're divorced. Michael Sheen. They're divorced. Oh, oh Michael and Sheen. Michael yeah. Sheen, right? And oh, okay. he's with Sarah Silverman now. Yeah. But they like, sometimes they're like all on Instagram pictures together. Oh, that's cute. They, they consciously uncoupled. That's cute. Uh, all right. Next up. Our relationship was an important part of my life and always will be. She's a free spirit. I think she'll always surprise people with what she does, but she's not a malicious person in any way. She's a young girl who wants to do what she wants to do. Uh, all right. So this um, hint is this is a couple who I actually think maybe is back together now. But uh, he, this is the male. This is the guy in the relationship. And he was talking about his his ex who they broke up once she started twerking and wanted to experiment bisexually. Um, I was going to say Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson, which the bisexuality tracks, maybe not so much the twerking. Right. Um, and they're also not back together. So never mind. That's not my guess. Um, I don't know. Kate. No. Katie. No. <laughs> Yeah. Time's up. Uh, Liam Hemsworth talking about Miley Cyrus. Oh, those. Yes. I think they are back together. Right. Yeah. I'm rooting for those two kids. Yeah. I, I kind of am too, weirdly. <laughs> All right. Next up. I still obviously feel so blessed that I met her and that we have a child together and that she's in my life. She's still one of my closest, greatest friends. So this is the husband talking about this friend. And I, w- I don't know exactly why they broke up, but her career took off and his kind of didn't. Oh, hmm. Friends. You say that like they're maybe on the show. Friends. Maybe that's part of the hint. Could it be Courtney Cox Arquette? Or yes. slash David Arquette? That was David Arquette talking about Courtney Cox. And he had nothing but great things to say about her. I still, that one took, uh, like, really hit me hard. Yeah. Yeah, I know that one was kind of sad. I like them and Scream together. Yeah. But, but you know, his career kind of fizzled. And he kind of, yeah. It's true. He's doing weird things. Yeah, weird things. All right. Now we're, so that, those were all, like, positive, great, I would say, like, great things to say about exes. That's how you should look at your exes. You, you wish yeah, those them, were nice. You wish them the best. Things didn't work out. All right, now we're going to get into the honest category. Not bad, not good, just like a little more honest. Okay. Um, To be quite honest, this is actually how the quote starts. Uh, To be quite honest, I didn't think I was his type. I'm considered some sort of alternative option, even though I know I'm a majorly vibrant sexual being. Ooh, oh my God, savage. Okay, so this is one of our favorite, as in you and and me, our, our favorite like actress comedians and she's talking about her ex who was a superhero oh oh is it jenny slate and chris evans yes she said that she's not his type yeah she didn't think that he that that she was his type that's uh, so she, sad she's like considered an alternative option come on jenny i know she's she's so hot remember You're okay. my number one option angela do you remember when we were at a pitch meeting like years ago and it was like a production company that was like working on her movie obvious or no no they weren't working on her movie but they were considering her for a movie and they asked us like do you think she's like attractive enough to be a lead did they say that i don't remember it being phrased that way wow but it was like basically like some like some kind of way like is she and i remember us being like she's so cute she's so hot her body her body's banging like we love her like you don't have to have like the you know what like you and i were like yes she's a leading lady 
she yeah she looks like like she's normal she's normal looking yeah and also people like. Just like super cute yeah and i remember the the male executive was like asking our opinion because we had mentioned that she was like our favorite actress at the time um and uh and then uh and then they gave us they happened to have a copy of obvious child at the yes, office and, and we gave, watched it do you remember him asking us that question about her I remember her coming up, but I guess I don't. Maybe I like block that out. Yeah, maybe I blacked out because <laughs> I feel like I would. Now I'm never going to forget it. I'm going to be filled with rage forever. Yeah, I remember being like, "Uh, yeah, she's cute enough to be a leading lady." I'm sure she heads. deals with that shit all the time yeah. in Hollywood. But so if you're if you're listening, do. Jenny, you're beautiful. Oh my god, I love her. Uh, she should be in more movies. Okay, next up, another one of our honest, our honest quotes. I wish it didn't happen. I wish that all this was not happening. But at the same time, I feel like it was part of my life's journey. <laughs> hmm. Very honest, right? Like, very like, honest. Very honest. Like, not bad, not good. Just like, yeah, I wish this shit wasn't happening. Uh, two musicians. She's now dating another musician who's a kind of douchebag country star. Um, oh, okay. And this is the woman saying this. Is it? And she got cheated on. I was Miranda Lambert. That was I, I Gwen, that was Gwen Stefani talking about oh, Gavin. That's crazy though that they're all connected. They are connected. Yeah, now she's dating Blake Shelton. I think right. they're still together. Okay. Um, next, really honest answer to an ex. It was incredibly painful. Ugh, fucking kill me. <laughs> oh my god, whoever that is, I love them. <laughs> Um, I'll give you a hint. Your hint is that this was one of your previous answers. Uh, was it Kristen Stewart? Yeah. Of course. I could see her saying that. Right? And that was like <laughs> after she cheated on Rob, Rob Pattinson. It was fucking painful. Or it was incredibly painful. Ugh, fucking kill me. <laughs> okay. Now I've got three more for you. And this is in the bad response. This is like okay. what, what you should not say about your ex. These are the messy ones. Yeah. I wasn't living an interesting life. I think that my marriage had something to do with it. Trying to pretend the marriage was something that it wasn't. Oh, I think I know. Isn't this Brad Pitt? Damn, girl, you because are good. I am team Jennifer Aniston, and that was so rude of him. Wasn't that so fucked up to basically be like, I wasn't living an interesting life with Jennifer Aniston? It's like, okay, you're going through your like midlife, quarter life, however old you were, crisis. Like, don't put that on her. Right. Like, you are, have ownership over to make your own life interesting. If your life's not interesting, it's not your wife's fault. That's, like, your fault, bro. I agree. I agree completely. And, like, what, you know, like, pouring salt in the wound. Like, he already cheated on her. Yeah. And now you're being like, oh, she's a basic bitch. Oh, I'm sorry. Jennifer Anderson doesn't wear, like, blood around her neck and, like, <laughs> right. and, like adopt seven children. But, like, like you could do that. Like, you can. Yeah. You are the driver of your own interesting life. Make your own life interesting, you dummy. All I right. agree. So rude, Brad Pitt. So rude. Okay. Shh, next up. She is a ghost to me now. <laughs> Oh my god um <laughs> okay what's my hint uh oh this actor he like tries to do nice things like he's always helping haiti but i just feel like he's kind of like fucked up and i don't know if his heart's always in the right place and then because then he's like and then he's like dating like young models and um she's now going to be the star of house of cards now that kevin spacey is oh sean penn yeah and robin wright pen yeah and didn't he like cheat on her or something i, I, I don't I know mean, that he was just like he he, he has, has his issues he has his issues and he's saying that she's a ghost to me now like all right yeah well she's thriving thriving and you're being crazy okay you're a ghost to me now <laughs> okay last one this is a last one we got for you is a he said she said he said i had to take 30 showers before i got with kim she said oh. Are you mad I'm not around to play in your asshole anymore? <laughs> Fingers in the booty ass bitch. <laughs> um, <laughs> I hate that I know this. It's Kanye and Amber Rose. Uh, <laughs> team Amber Rose. <laughs> you finger in the booty ass bitch. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that. Not no. to kink shame you, Kanye. Because um, that's... <laughs> The least worst thing about you. I picked this one because I know how much you love Amber Rose. 
Uh, You've turned me on to her. Now I'm like on board with her. She just, I love her turn of phrase, you know? (laughs) (laughs) She's got a way with words. Fingers in the booty ass, bitch. Uh, Good response. Good (laughs) response. But but I would say in general, uh, bad for how you're talking about your ex. No, I disagree. He he deserved it. He deserved it in that situation. Kanye always deserves what he has coming. Let's be clear. Yeah. He may be a good musician, but like he's the absolute worst. So maybe we're due for like another Amber Rose comeback now. Yeah, I would love that. Um, so guys, we hope that was helpful when it comes to dealing with your partner's exes, because guys, that is it for this week's This Is Why You're Single podcast. Check out our book. It's available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and our audiobooks on Audible. And you can get hooked up with discounts from all of our sponsors for a full list of our sponsors and the codes. Check out our podcast page on thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. We're also on social. So you can follow this show on Instagram and Twitter at your single show. And you can follow our personals. I am at Sparadactyl. And I'm at Laura Lane Rad on Instagram. Um, please like and subscribe on iTunes because that really helps us out. Uh, and thank you so much for listening. Tune in next week for a whole new show. Bye. Bye. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>